Good morning, podcast friends. At least it's morning when I'm recording this. I'm Jen Barron, and I am a certified general life coach, and this is my podcast, Reset Your Mindset. So I wanted to tell you about something fun Sully, my wife, and I did this week. Um, So the Indiana State Fair is going on right now. Um, I'm recording this on Tuesday, August 17th, 2021, and it's going on, and we live just a handful of blocks away, and we both love all things State Fair, so we make it pretty much uh, a must-do when it's going on. And so we had planned to go um, this coming Wednesday, but the weather was looking a little questionable. And so when I woke up on Sunday, a couple days ago, it was just beautiful outside. So nice. And I thought, you know, this might be the only day that we get to go. This coming week might not happen. And I want to ride my favorite ride and I want to, you know, get some of my favorite fair foods. And so I went downstairs and I asked if that was something that we could do. And she is just the sweetest thing on the planet. And so, of course, she said yes. And so we went over and There was hardly anyone there because it was a Sunday morning at 1030 and it was just so calm and so quiet and the food stands were, some of them were open, some of them were getting open and we walked around and we rode on the trolley. The trolley goes all the way around the fair, which is fun. And uh, the woman that was at the back of the trolley um, you know, giving people directions and stuff. She was like a tour guide. It was so hysterical. Um, a little not hysterical because the speaker was working really, really well and kind of like right in our eardrums, but it was very, very entertaining. And so we checked out, um, the animals and the cows and in one, in one of the, halls, there was a, uh, I'm guessing it was an auction of some sort, um, for, um, pigs. And I have always been a city girl. And so it was just really interesting to see kind of like another world and how farming works and just a tiny little piece of their world and what it's like to care for the animals and then bring them and either show them or sell them, whatever whatever the case was, whatever it was that we saw. And it was just such an interesting peek into just another way of life and another way of being. Um, so that was really fascinating. And then Sully had heard about um, the Lego exhibit, and that was so cool. So it was, they had like two, three, four, five feet high uh, animals. And like, for example, there was a monarch butterfly on a milkweed. There was a polar bear with her cubs. There was a wildebeest. There was a hummingbird on a flower and other things that I'm forgetting. And it was so 
fascinating because it listed um, what the thing was and it listed how many Legos, I guess Legos are called bricks, how many bricks it took to build it and how many hours it took. And then it also gave a little explanation about whatever it was. And then it gave you a, did you know about the particular thing that it was showing? And it was so fascinating. I said, wow, probably a hundred times while we were there. And I said to Sully, I wish I had a dollar for every time someone said wow in here, because you could just hear all of these wows as they were walking up to the next one and reading the details or just looking at it. So that was really, really fascinating and really cool. Um, Then we went over to where there was um, some go-karts and um, we were going to ride the go-karts, but they were going like super duper slow and just basically like in a circle. There wasn't anything more interesting to the track and it was just kind of boring. So um, that wasn't what I would hoped it was going to be. So at least we went over and checked it out. We were going to do it, but we were like, nah, not really worth the money. And so then we walked over to the Midway because there is a ride that I have loved forever in a day. And um, in my hometown, it was called the Falling Star. And it's the one that is a platform and it has two rows of seats and that platform stays flat. And then it just kind of goes up and down in a clockwise motion. And then they change it to a counterclockwise motion. And it's one of the rides that just gets you in your stomach. And I just love that ride so much. So we bought a few tickets. Sully wasn't going to go on at first. She just didn't feel like it. And that was totally fine. I don't have a problem riding a ride by myself. And then she changed her mind. So we got on. And then when it started, oh my gosh, I forgot how much it gets you. And so I had bought an additional three tickets to ride the ride again. And so as we are on the ride and I'm yelling and I am and swearing and, you know, just looking at her and cracking up, I, I said, nope, someone else can have these tickets. I'm good. Once is enough. My fight or flight was in, in hardcore, you know, doing its thing. And I thought, nope, I'm good. Once is fine. And then when it was done, I'm like, oh no, I am so doing that again. That was awesome. And so I gave Sully my little backpack that I was wearing and got on. And this time I was like, okay, arms up, hands up. And so I did it again and I was just laughing the entire time, having so much fun. And I am so ridiculously glad that we went over there just to ride the rides. I mean, we had a great time in addition to the rides, but I'm really, really proud of myself for saying, hey, I'd like to go over here today. And then for riding the rides, because I don't always do that. I don't always say what I want. I don't always say 
what, what I need. And I'm just really proud of myself for saying those things and, um, not letting that just be, oh man, I really wish I would have said I wanted to go to the fair today or, oh, I really wish I would have said I wanted to go on those rides. So I'm proud of myself for doing that. We had a great time. And if the weather is cooperative tomorrow, we are going to go over again, um, with my sister-in-law, Michelle. So fingers crossed that it stays dry uh, because some of our food was not that great. It was very meh. So I would like to be able to do um, a fair food 2.0. So, all right. Okay. So wanted to tell you about the fair. And then what I want to talk to you about today, I almost forgot um, because I was so excited to tell you about the rides and the fair is morning anxiety. And that has looked like a few different things for me over the years. Um, and most recently it, well, in general, it kind of looks like a second or two after I kind of come back to consciousness, do my little full body stretch, rub my eyes, then kind of things start coming. And what's going on today? What do we need to do today? Um, what, you know, it, my brain just kind of goes to what needs to be worried about. And what I have come to learn about the human brain is that that's perfectly normal. It's perfectly normal that our brain goes to that right away because the primitive part of our brain is, is always worried about what, what could kill you, what will keep you safe. And it's, so it's always looking for the negative. And so when, when our brain does that, it's really basically just like scanning. It's scanning the, your thoughts. Um, it's going to scan like your day. It's going to scan the room and, and help you figure out what you need to be aware of, what you need to be worried about. And it wants to give you all that information because that information will help you stay alive. And what I have come to realize, because I used to fight it, I used to think, oh, great. I woke up and I had some anxious thoughts and some anxious feelings. Great. There's something wrong with me. Why does my brain always have to go to that place to start with? Will this happen every damn day of my life? Is this just how it is? What's wrong? And what the heck can I do to stop it? And so I thought, you know, there, there isn't anything that's wrong. This isn't a problem. It's my healthy human brain doing what all healthy human brains do. And that is scanning for danger looking out for what needs to be paid attention to, and then go on with the day. And so what? that's what I've just decided that it, it means. It just means those things. And it doesn't have to mean that there's something wrong with me. It doesn't have to mean that I'm an anxious person. I'm a normal person that has anxious thoughts and feelings. Not a big deal. Not a problem. But the problem in my head grew because I thought it was a problem. Do you see how that works? 
If I don't give it the time and the energy and I don't dwell on, oh my God, this is the problem. Why do I have to wake up every day with these thoughts and feelings? What's wrong with me? What do I do to stop it? That's what makes it a problem. Not waking up and having those thoughts and feelings. So instead, I wake up and sometimes those thoughts and feelings are there and sometimes they're not. And if they are there, then what I do is I will grab a piece of paper and write things down. But what I do the night before that has been really, really helpful is I'll write down kind of a basic outline, you know, what needs to be done, who needs to be reached out to, um, things like that. And that helps a ton. And then I also just keep a notepad by my bedside in case something, you know, creeps up at 1.30 in the morning or <laughs> my usual time to get up and use the restroom, 3.15. And if there's something going on in my mind, I'll just write it down. And that is so helpful because then my brain doesn't feel like it has to hold on to it. You know, oh, don't forget about that. Don't forget about that. Don't forget about that. And so it'll just keep me awake and hold on to it. And I appreciate its persistence and not wanting me to forget that thing, but it's a whole heck of a lot better for me, for my brain, and for the quantity of sleep that I need and get to just write it down. It takes 10 seconds to do that. So that's a little thing that I do that's really helpful. Um, But in the morning, if there's, you know, when there's stuff that comes up, I'll just write it down and then my brain doesn't have to hold on to it. So that's really helpful. And then I'll just kind of talk to my brain and be like, you know, okay, thank you for letting me know about this, this, and this. Or, you know, I understand that you're worried about that, that, and that, and just really talk to it like I would, um, like a young person or a friend or anybody that I really care about and love. And then it, it's just, it's easier and it's calmer and it doesn't, it, it feels like it's been paid attention to. It's been acknowledged. And we can get on with our day. We don't have to continue to worry about the things. We don't even have to continue to wish the things weren't crossing our mind. And one of my um, colleagues and mentors, um, Risa, she posted something neat on my Facebook um, page when I was writing about this. And her comment was something to the effect of, oh, good morning, anxiety. What are we going to do today? And so from that, I took that it can just come along for the ride. It's not a problem. It doesn't have to go away. It doesn't have to die. It can just be there along for the ride. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a quiet-ish backseat driver. You know, it can just come along for the ride. That doesn't have to be a problem. And I don't have to make it the end of the world that it's there. It's, it's okay that it's there. And what I have found is the less and, and yeah, the less that I fight it, the less that I'm pissed off that it's there and the less that I just am okay with it there and pay attention to any messages that it wants to give me, 
the quieter it gets and the less frequent it's there. And that has been one of my biggest takeaways with so many thoughts and feelings. When I just allow it to be and I don't fight it and I don't resist it, the quieter it gets. I'll acknowledge it. I'll tend to it in the way that, that I need to tend to it and then just go on about my day. It's kind of like when you acknowledge if a toddler is trying to get your attention, you know, mom, 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 or aunt Jen, aunt Jen, aunt Jen, aunt Jen. And it, once it knows that you've heard it, that can often quiet it some. It might not make it stop. It might not make it go away, but it knows that it has been heard and that you're going to do something about it or just acknowledge it. So more anxiety in the morning isn't the end of the world anymore for me. It's not, it doesn't mean that my whole day is going to be riddled with thoughts and feelings of anxiety. And it doesn't mean that I'm broken, that there's a problem or that I am a quote unquote anxious person. It means that I have a healthy human brain, which sometimes means thoughts and feelings of anxiety. And it's okay. It's totally okay. So if you have tend to have thoughts and feelings right away in the morning of anxiety, think about what I've said here. What can you do to pay attention to it? How can you acknowledge it? How can you write it down so that it doesn't have to stay swirling in your mind? And then just go on about your day. So give those things a try. I hope they help you like they've helped me. And one thing that would help me is if you would subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. I love talking to you guys. Don't hesitate to let me know what you want to hear about. I love and appreciate all of your suggestions because I do this for you. I want to know what's on your mind and what's on your heart. So thank you so much for listening today. I appreciate your time. And I'm Jen Barron. I am a certified general life coach. And this was Reset Your Mindset.